Hello and welcome to Bites Cover, a bookish podcast. My name is Brittany. And I am Aiden. And together, we are high five. No. <laughs> Please don't sue. <laughs> it's, no. I don't even, is high five even still a thing? Yes, high five is still a thing. Are they really? No. They've had so many different. I've got to Google this now. You're slightly off track for this podcast. Please stand by. Sorry, and, I, and I am Aiden. I am. You're not High Five, you're Aiden. This is not High Five, this is Aiden. No, this is the Bookish Podcast. So, if you're American or European, you may not know, but High Five was a children's group in the 90s um, and, to, and early 2000s. Um, so... Basically, think the Wiggles, but uh, male-female group. Um, okay. Is someone saying that they're still a thing? They're still 100% a thing. Does high, high Five still exist? Years active, 1998 to 2019. They are no longer active. 2019? Really? R.I.P. Hot. By the end of 2008, all the original lineup had left, and the group's membership changed several more times after that. But does that, that doesn't mean that they're not continued on. They're active at the moment. No. Nah. No. Um, High Hi Five was sold by Channel 9, and according to Wikipedia... Which, you know, is, you know, the be all and end all. Yes, of course. <laughs> um, it says that following Nine's reported financial difficulties, High Five would no longer be produced by Channel Nine and therefore the 13th season became the last. We are High Five. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. We do not have a High Five anymore. Which is sad. But to bring it back anyway, to the, but to bring it back to the podcast. At all. I actually met a member of High Five. Did you know uh, that? This is so off track for I'm a sorry, bookish podcast. Okay, but I'm going to tell this story. I need to up my secret. So I met, if, if anyone, again, if anyone knows the, the, the group High Five, they had a guy named Nathan on there, and he was on the very first, first cruise I was on, and he performed on the cruise. Right. And so how I old met you, him. How old you when this happened? How old was I? Yeah. Twenty. Uh, I wouldn't. I would have been just about to turn twenty. Ah, okay. Right. So that was not that long ago. Yes. No. <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> nice save, Aiden. Nice save. Yeah. No, it wasn't that long ago at all. It was. You. You still off, but I still love you. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Anyway, so we are actually. Not a 90s music podcast. We are actually a book podcast. Yes, yeah, so let's let's reel it back Where into the topic subject. Where we discuss books and not 90s children's music. Although, like, <laughs> we could, but we won't. Um, yeah, so basically the gist of our podcast is that I read a book. I present Aiden with the cover of the book. And he has to figure out what the book is all about based on the cover. I think I've done pretty well. 
so, so far. I think last week caught me off guard. Yeah, I think I think last week presented a big challenge for you. But it was it was a lot harder than the first week. And I think that the first week did have a lot more to go off. But um so the first week we had the diabolic by I think it's SJ Kincaid. Could I could be wrong there. I might have messed up some of the. No, I, I remember that because I think I offended that author. Because <laughs> I yeah, Aiden, because that author had listened and was just like, "Fuck you, Aiden." Absolutely. Sorry about the swearing. <laughs> we'll add in a beep. <laughs> I heard you, Aiden, and I'm coming for you. <laughs> um, Let us know in the comment section. <laughs> Are you coming for Aiden? Um, and then last week we did Hidden Pitch- Pictures by Jason Recula, um, which again, I may be saying incorrectly, but, you know, we we're just we have to go off pronunciation. So this week, get off your phone, Aiden. I'm not on my phone. I can literally see you on your phone. <laughs> you were talking. I was letting you talk. Yeah, I'm talking on our podcast. You need to be focused on the podcast, mate. Not on the bloody phone. So picky. <laughs> so picky. Yes. <laughs> anyway, um, so this week we have The Wicker King by Kay Ancrum. So I actually technically read this before I read Hidden Pictures, but um, as we sort of said in the previous podcast, it was easier for us to do Hidden Pictures first because we had a copy of that book in front of us and we don't have a copy of The Wicker King in front of us because I had to give it back to the library. So we have come up with a little um, <laughs> little way around that and that is literally just getting a good old picture of the front cover off Google and putting that on a, a screen in front of Aiden, and I have the blurb on my screen. So, technology helping us out. And I also want to apologize because I feel like my my voice is really croaky, and I apologize. I had my delayed hens night. I don't know what would you call. We have a Bel- belated. Belated. No, it's like. It, well, anyway, long story short, Aiden and I got married in January. But because of COVID restrictions, um, Aiden was allowed to have his bucks party. <laughs> but I w- you can I imagine was how um, in, um, petty the other person was. Petty's not the right word. Annoyed. Annoyed. Abandoned. You were alone. I came, rejected. I came back home to see you <laughs> botchly install a curtain. But then I had to redo, <laughs> and you Don't use half, use half my tools incorrectly. <laughs> so you you had an adventure. You you went op shopping and all that. No, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't go op shopping. You and I did. No, I don't think we did. I remember. I can see the credit card statements. No, we went regular shopping. Ah, yes, no, more expensive regular. <laughs> regular shopping. No, op shopping was the other weekend. Anyway, getting we off subject. Were um, yeah, so we were in initially we were actually supposed to get married in August last year due to COVID. Um, that could not happen um, because the borders in Australia, um, the borders between the states all shut down. So what that meant was Aiden was able to con- have his 
our bachelor party, but I wasn't allowed to have my bachelorette party because most of my bridal party was coming from other states. Where there were more restrictions or further contest. Well, and just the flight out the the border. They could not get across the border. Because that was when, yeah, the border was literally there. There was no way in or out. Um, I don't know how many times I just said the border, but I feel like it was a lot. But anyway. There's no borders in this. We were finally able to have that weekend last weekend. So celebrating seven months of marriage for Aiden and I, um, I went had a massive girls weekend, which was awesome. And I did not die. <laughs> how, how incredible. Which is actually impressive given how much you actually drank all weekend. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I went drinking with friends and I've got a, uh, I've got a new nickname. It's called Red Chunder. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, no, I feel very, very bad for my friend's rug. If you guys are listening, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Aiden will pay you back with, there's someone at our door. Hello? Just had like a little brief interruption because we had a friend come over and visit. Sorry about that. But um, I forgot what we were up to. But I think we've probably look. We've apparently been talking for at least three minutes. Sorry for something on my microphone. We've been talking for at least like eleven minutes, so it's probably time to start actually talking about while we're all here. The actual book. Oh no, we were pretty. I think we're actually getting there. So, um, yes, yeah, so this is The Wicked King. And, Aiden, it is your turn, or it's your job. Well, just before we get to that, let's before we jump ahead, did you, did you like this book? I'll leave that till after you do your bit. Okay. Because I like to do it all in one big hit. So... So let me just bring up this title. Okay. So I'm just actually really liking this cover. Do you want to actually explain what it is? <laughs> like out loud? Oh, so, sorry. <laughs> sorry, listen. I like this cover. Sorry. What about it? I'm, I'm, <laughs> what I'm, are you enjoying? I'm, I'm actually just. It's a bit like. It's a bit like Overload, like there's so much detail here and like, yeah, no, it's just one of the most aesthetically pleasing covers I've ever seen and like, I think I could actually pretty much describe this story almost to, as close to a T as humanly possible with looking at a cover. Big, big confidence, massive confidence. All right, tell us what you reckon it's about. So, when I look at the book, immediately I get drawn to all the drawings that are on the front of the cover. But I want to maybe leave that to last just so I can maybe put into words how I feel about it. Um, we look at the front of the cover and it has the Wicker King in white chalk, like 
bit of a artistic vibe to kind of book. There are words above that where it says he sees another world but is a reaper. Makes me think like is he a very creative mind where he creates in his mind a, a totally different world or universe and the story he goes through and talks about like if he's really gone through and he's if this world is real or it's not and what what sort of world is this other plane and to that I actually think it's actually medieval and I say that because it says honor thy king at the bottom right in the drawing it goes through and depicts a knight nine it goes through right at the bottom there the blow kiss it shows a crystal, a valued item. And it's it's all in a mountainous format. But then it further goes down, you have swords, you have crowns. Then you go through and you go a bit more higher up on the page and you see jellyfish and you see streams, you see lines, you see geographic Longitude, um, north, south, east, west like designs it makes it almost like the kingdom is maybe on the sea which uh, I could go through and describe this entire page for hours it, these pictures obviously point towards something and which to which I've already outlined but it's just incredible how they've done it I, I, I am Normally I'm more for words and I can describe it in more detail, but I'm, I'm really just blown away. <laughs> doesn't help that there's a cat in the way. <laughs> yeah, no, it does <laughs> So if you can hear any purring in the background, that is our little black cat called Bagheera. Um, he just wanted to come up and say hello, so I do apologise for the purring and, and or any interruption from the cat. But then, like, to also point out as well, there is a die that's a bit more shadowed to the left of the font on the page. Makes me think maybe that this is a person in the story and maybe he likes this individual, like this is a, his dream person. And yeah, I think that's how it ends as well because it's a bit more faded in the background. Brittany, how close did I get? So, sorry. So, what was your... What do you think this is actually about? I got a little bit lost. <laughs> That's right. So, I, I, I... Okay. So, I think it's medieval. No, no, no. I just want you to summarize in like one sentence or two sentences what you think this book is about. So, I, I think it has something... Depicting off what I've already highlighted, I think it has something to do with medieval has a lot of medieval call-outs and drawings and text. And I think it's by the sea with all the jellyfish. But also I think it's a love story because it is, there's a guy faded in the background and this may be a world where the Wicked King, which I think that's the main character, um, that's his his love okay so what 
what genre would you reckon this is? Definitely not rom-com. <laughs> I, I would say this is more adventure fantasy, I would say. You keep looking at me and I'm like trying to give nothing away because like <laughs> there's no point. <laughs> I feel, and this is the thing, I, I feel like I can read you now. If if I can pick up subtle cues to see if I'm getting on the right track, I'm not trying to cheat. I just like to validate my own thought process. Okay, so I will. Oops, I, um. Okay, I'm just gonna start by reading the like the blurb, which is just it's not. Again, we don't have the actual book here. So before, we, before you go any further, was I was I close? You're right about the romantic aspect oh okay you're you're sort of right about the medieval aspect yes you're wrong about the ocean why is there jellyfish (laughs) (laughs) don't judge a book by its cover why is there jellyfish mate (laughs) there's also like a reindeer like does this reindeer factor into the story at all yeah yeah so the jellyfish and and the reindeer actually are both in in the um in the story, right. But let me let me as I said, I will do this. Um, I'll I'll read out this description, and then we can talk a little bit more about what this book's actually about. Right. Okay. So the description reads: The Wicker King is a psychological young adult thriller that follows two friends struggling as one spirals into madness. Jack once saved August's life. Now can August save him? August is a misfit with a pyro streak and Jack is a golden boy on the varsity rugby team, but their intense friendship goes way back. Jack begins to see increasingly vivid hallucinations that take the form of an elaborate fantasy kingdom, creeping into the edges of the real world. With their parents' unreliable behaviour, August decides to help Jack the way he, has al- uh, the way he always has, on his own. He accepts the, vis- the visions as reality, even when Jack leads them on a quest to fulfill a dark prophecy. August and Jack alienate everyone around them as they struggle with their sanity, free-falling into the surreal fantasy world that feels made for them. In the end, each one must choose his own truth. Written in vivid macrofiction with a stream of consciousness feel and multi- multimedia elements, Kay Ancrum's The Wicker King touches on themes of mental health and explores a codependent relationship fraught with tension, madness, and love. So, so, um, look, I. So, we. So I. So. We, I guess to summarise and look at cover, it is it does sort of line up with what I've said. It's very chaotic, and from your description in that case, it it, it pretty much speaks to one person's journey to madness. Yeah, I guess so. It's I I don't know. I'm sorry. I did not. I didn't love this book, to be honest. Oh. Um. Again, I'm look. I am not it. 
primary audience. Uh, it, it's a teen. It, it says it's a teen thriller. Um, and, you know... So did it being a thriller, did it keep you on the edge of your seat? I didn't even really feel like it was a thriller, to be yeah. honest. Um, okay. For me, I, felt, I found it really, really frustrating. Um, just... Like, I, I get that what the author was trying to do w- was present this situation where, you know, there's these two two boys who um, are increasingly overwhelmed with things that are, you know, way beyond anything that a teenager should should or could, could deal with. And um, I've lost my train of thought. <laughs> And and how they deal with that, but for me it was just I don't know it became really 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 frustrating because um, I I understand that they were trying to say that you know they had very um, very terrible parental figures, but it just I don't know it just annoyed me so much that uh, they didn't that they they that they made it out as if there were no other options for them. I don't know. It's hard to explain and it's hard to you say. You don't want to give too much. Well, yeah, and I'm trying to keep it spoiler-free. But basically, you know, um, or as, it, as it said in the blurb and what you kind of touched on, you know, August accepts the visions that Jack has as reality. Well, I'm sorry, but, like, who would do that in real life? Who would just accept that somebody reckons that he's seeing a fucking... Oh, sorry, I shouldn't say um, <laughs> I thought I would be bad in this one. So, um, but who sees a, um, you know, his ma- his friend Jack is seeing a, a jellyfish in it floating through the air, and he's just like, yes, this seems legit. This is this is the way things are going. Like this seems correct, and it just, I don't know, it just really annoyed me that even, even I don't know. I do know. I'm just trying to trying to come. I'm trying to bring the right words up. You know. I guess the he's trying to say. Oh, I'm just trying to help. Just trying to help. But then he just do- goes about. He just does the exact opposite of help. And it's you know. It's not like these are the only two characters in the book. And it's not like the the adults are the only sort of adult figures in this book. You know. There are other people around both these people. Both these two. Um, characters who also could have helped, but they never really. Um, I don't know. N- no one really ever does anything, and it just. I don't know. This book just annoyed me a bit, to be honest. Um. So. <laughs> yeah, rant over. No. Um. But yeah. So yes, there are jellyfish in the book. It's not about the ocean though. So there are jellyfish. The jellyfish. As I said, he he sees them floating along in the air, and the deer. He also sees the deer, but that's not really as sort of rec- important as anything else is. I th- I think it's cool though that it I guess tries to normalize mental health illness. You see. I would argue it doesn't even really do that if if we're honest. Okay, so it doesn't do that. Okay. Well, like I think that's the attempt. I think that's what it's supposed to do. But this didn't feel like. Uh, again, this is just to me. It 
didn't feel like it was normalizing a conversation about mental health. What it felt like it was doing was recognizing that this person had really significant um, and very obvious um, symptoms of a mental health condition and ever and the person who could help him or the person who was closest to him was just turning a blind eye to them. Um, and I don't see it. I think it, it was one of those books where if literally one thing has changed, the entire book just wouldn't exist. Like if somebody had actually just made a sane, rational decision, this book wouldn't exist. Do you know what, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, no, I, I will be honest, I don't. But look, I, I, this is the thing. You're the expert when it comes to... Not the expert. <laughs> in, I was just going to add, in our relationship in regards to books, I, I because my ADHD, I do more tend to listen to audiobooks because I feel like I can't concentrate on reading a book. Um, so... I just, I, I, from the blurb, because I've been able to listen to you say it, that's what immediately occurred to me is they're trying to normalise so the mental health aspect and try to, I, because the, here's the thing, not a lot of people go through and seek mental health assist. I disagree with that. People know it's real. You get... I can, a lot of people, like, well, People may not understand it. Oh, sorry, they, sorry, that's right. They don't understand it. And up to a, co a couple of decades ago, it was completely it's an unheard notion. Yeah, so, but again, this is a relatively recent book too. This isn't something from a couple of decades ago. This is the thing, like, I'm, I'm glad, like, we have books and that is an element within the book. Like, it's not Bonnie and Clyde met each other, you know. They both were completely sane. They were both completely normal. I'm sorry, but if you think that Bonnie and Clyde were in any way completely sane, then you just have not been paying attention. <laughs> I don't actually know what Bonnie and Clyde is, <laughs> but it's just the immediate... Oh, my God. <laughs> it, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, on, in, those, in those older books, it wasn't an element that they had. You say in the other books that we've looked at? In, in older books, they oh. did. Or would you say older books did? I'm just thinking of the time in which they existed. And would they have been widely successful because they were those times? It's see, it's tricky because, I mean, you're saying older books. Like, I haven't... Uh, you could be talking about... I mean... You could be talking about any kind of book. And... I I mean I think that this this book you probably I think what you're trying to get at is could this book have been written a couple of decades decades ago? No, you're right. It probably couldn't have been written a couple couple of decades ago. That's a better way this to say it. This yeah. is very much a book of its time in that it is about some Gen Z um or actually I think it's actually set in 2003, so it's actually millennials um living their lives and the things that happen when one of them gets unwell. The author, from my understanding, and I could be incorrect, but from the 
description of the author, the author is actually and um does actually have ADHD, I believe. Oh. So I think that this book is very much written to me. Um, the, the, this isn't like the Wicker King is Aiden. It's just oh, like, so like sorry, someone like me. Yeah, so I think it is written to so that somebody with ADHD would maybe read it or find it easier to read as well because it is written in a really really so a, each page essentially is an is a chapter. So each page is a chapter. Each page is a chapter, basically. That actually makes so much sense. Why don't they do that, like for every single book? It is so annoying. <laughs> each page being a chapter is annoying. Like again, I it, it, this is just for me, for me and the way I read. I, I it needs to be somewhere in the middle between. <laughs> There shouldn't be a chapter every page, but then simultaneously there do need to be some kind of chapters as well. Like, it can't be those books that just run along and just have no breaks. Like, what even is that? That is stupid. Anyway, sorry to all the people who do that with their books, and I'm sure we'll probably have some of those on the podcast at some point. But anyway. I think it's just a hilarious topic. Uh, like, a, a, part, a non-ADHD partner and an ADHD partner <laughs> having a talk about... Well, that's completely logical, but then the non-ADHD part of being like, it's the most frustrating thing that I have to deal with. <laughs> and I guess, as I said, like, and I've, I'll continue to say it, this book was not written with me as the desired audience. And I am very aware of that. I'm not a teenager. I'm not somebody with, you know, I'm considered neurotypical. Um, well, Which in terms of ADHD. Which is scary. <laughs> Uh-huh. I'm in trouble. In terms of neurotypical, uh, I'm confused now. In terms of ADHD, I'm considered neurotypical. For me to read this book, I don't know. There were just because of the way it was written, I just felt like we missed a lot of the fantasy aspects as well. Just that's just how I felt. I guess, and maybe that's just come from the fantasy books that I read. And unfortunately, it's about here that our podcasting software did shut down. So, um, unfortunately, we did lose probably another, ooh, I'd say maybe 10 minutes of discussion um, around about, you know, about this book, about The Wicked King, um, discussing mental health, getting Aiden's ideas and opinions on um, ADHD as as a reader and um, as a reviewer. It was um, really, really interesting, and I'm really annoyed that it it didn't. Um, we didn't get it, so I'm really, really sorry. But this one is a little bit short because of that hiccup with the software. Um, I can promise you right here, right now, that that will never ever happen again. I'm going to be so on it um, and make sure that that never happens again. Because um, you know, I feel like we we weren't able to complete our review and that really sucks um uh at the moment Aiden is currently at work so he can't join me for this little little um ending bit but I just wanted to sort of summarize by saying um I, I might have sounded a little bit negative and I think that in some parts of this review that my maybe some of my privilege did come across in that you know I was very lucky to be surrounded by a lot of support growing up 
um, a lot of supportive adults growing up. So maybe that came across um, and I want to apologize and say I'm really sorry because that wasn't my intention. Um, I guess, again, I'll say it for the hundredth time. I'm sure you've heard it plenty of times, but I'll say it again. This book was not made for me. It was not made for, um, you know, I'm not a teenager. I'm neurotypical and as I said I, I was very lucky growing up so um, I really struggled to relate to these characters. That being said um, I still gave this book a 3.5 because there were some really cool parts, um, cool things that the author did um, with the kind of multimedia aspect of this so as we progressed into um, into Jack's illness the pages got darker till they were completely black. I thought that was a really cool way of expressing that you know descent into madness and I really yeah I really liked how that was portrayed um so yeah I overall I gave it three and a half out of five so um you know it was probably just a yeah as I said not my thing but the good news is we will be back next week well in not next week in a fortnight We'll be back with another book and we will have a full proper feature length podcast. Well, not feature length, that'd be like an hour and a half. But we will be back with a full podcast with no recordings and no skips and no mess ups. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Bias Cover, a bookish podcast with Brittany and Aiden. You can find us on all major podcasting platforms. That's Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere. At the moment, we are everywhere. If you want to reach out to us, you definitely can do that through our social media. We have Instagram, which is bytescover underscore a bookish podcast. We have TikTok, which is bytescover a bookish podcast with the T missing. And if you want to send through a review or a comment question or maybe even um, what our next book should be, you can send that through to buyitscoverabookishpodcast at gmail.com. Have a great day. Bye.